I didn't say I wanted to preach on that subject while the congregation was asleep. I'll preach as a dying man to dying men. We are getting our ideas from the Bible. We are taking the listeners for a swim in the text. We believe that only God makes a preacher, but we want to help him be more faithful. This is the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast with host, Pastor Rob Ginter. That sermon was really relevant. You know, I hope that that's a fancy way of saying that sermon was really biblical because to be biblical is to be relevant. You see, the scriptures have in them an innate relevance. And our job as the preacher is to convey that innate relevance to our audience via the sermon. That's the topic that we're talking about today. How do we do that? Well, our guest today is Dr. Tony Morita. He's going to help us along those lines. He's the pastor of Imago Dei Church in Raleigh, North Carolina. He's the dean and professor of pastoral theology at Grimke Seminary and director for theological training for Acts 29. You might remember Dr. Morita way back in the day in episode number three, What is Christ-Centered Preaching? Episode three lives on to this day in our archives at goversebyverse.com slash podcast. Dr. Marita, thank you for joining us today. Oftentimes people are looking, searching for relevance in preaching, or maybe they're trying too hard to be relevant. But when you understand the scriptures, you know that if a preacher is faithful to the word of God, the scriptures are already relevant. It has innate relevance. So for us as preachers, how do we unveil that innate relevance in our sermons? Yeah, great question. And you're right on the money. Like we don't make the Bible relevant. There's nothing more relevant than God, right? So um, we, we operate with that presupposition. But what I would say is what we're doing is not making the Bible relevant. We are showing the relevance of the Bible. And that does require some understanding of culture, some understanding of your audience uh, in order to be uh, a really good preacher. When you read the sermons of Jesus, um, when you read his parables, when you uh, look at Paul's sermons uh, in Acts, it's very clear that they knew their audience. Um, and that, so we're, we're not just exegeting to some neutral audience. We, we are, we're talking to human beings. Those human beings have idols. They have dreams. They have loves. They have uh, beliefs. They have a narrative. Uh, that they're operating with. Uh, Tim Keller in his book on preaching talks about like six baseline cultural narratives that people believe that he's borrowed from uh, Charles Taylor, uh, the great philosopher. And every week I'm preaching, I'm preaching to people with narratives. They have worldviews. And some of these are false narratives. Um, and, and sometimes they switch narratives and sometimes they're conflicted uh, about what they believe about these, these narratives. So all that to say, Showing the relevance of the Bible means uh, being alert to um, what is it in this text that that is in conflict with some of these uh, beliefs. So we, we, the, the, the big word for this is contextualization, where I'm showing a point of contact and a point of conflict with the audience. I'm making a point of contact in that I'm, I am uh, identifying with a, a common desire or belief. But I'm then showing the conflict in how that belief doesn't work. It falls short, and only the gospel provides the solution for it. The example that I like to use in preaching class for this is pop music. Pop music is uh, one of the primary ways people's worldview worldviews are being shaped, especially uh, a younger audience. 
you add movies and film to that and you've got narratives that our, our, our teenagers are not, uh, uh, you know, reading uh, Freud and Nietzsche, but they know Lady Gaga and Pink uh, and Katy Perry. So I use Katy Perry, for example, who has the song Firework and um, where she basically is talking to the, the her listeners that you're a firework. I mean, the basic message with all three of those, Lady Gaga, Pink, Katy Perry, <clears throat> and others, is that you're awesome and no one should tell you otherwise. Um, you're born this way, as one of the songs says. Um, so you're just a firework. So what I say is like, listen, half of that is true. Like you are significant. You are, we could say, a firework. But what's lacking in the song is that you're also a sinner and you need to be redeemed. Um, that doesn't make it in the music. You know, that, that won't get you a halftime performance at the NFL. Um, and so what you've done, if you are preaching on sin, for example, preaching through Romans, we'll say, is you'll say this, this topic we're covering here in Romans 3 is not very popular. Um, let, me, let me give you an example. Uh, this is what you would hear today in pop music. And, and so you're not just launching grenades at Katy Perry and saying she's dumb or anything. What you're saying is this is a popular held belief um, that, that thousands uh, around the world have. And so when I'm talking about relevance, I'm not talking about being hip or trendy or cool um, or anything like that, having smoke machines and fog machines. What For me, relevance is about the heart. It's about showing the conflict. It's about um, uh, helping people see what they believe. It's about understanding worldviews. Um, that's that's what I mean by, by uh, relevance. So uh, to do that well, it doesn't mean you, you know, are immersed in culture to where it's overwhelming you. Um, but it does mean that you're a bit of a missiologist uh, as a pastor. This is what missionaries do. Missionaries go into cultures and they understand gods that people are worshiping. They, they go in and they, they, they learn the culture. They learn the customs. Uh, and they take, that, they take gospel truth uh, to, those, to those places. Uh, and effective missionaries are able to communicate in a way that shows the relevance of the Bible uh, and shows the significance of the gospel. Um, uh, and we, we just can't be afraid to do that uh, if we want to really engage uh, today's world. How do we learn the culture that we're in without, like you said, being a product of the culture? So I think it's, you know, you want to you exit when you're doing uh, exposition, you want to exegete yourself, which means understand yourself, understand your own biases, your own tendencies. Um, you want to obviously exegete the scripture. But we also exegete the culture, uh, which means we study it, we we learn it. Um, uh, again, the, the idea of of a you know a hermit out in the desert who never gets around people, uh, being a great preacher, I just don't see it. I, I see uh, the need to do counseling so that you're with people, you know, to be involved in sports or something in your community, um, and we just have our eyes open. We have conversations, and I hear things, and. I'm detecting things. I go into Chipotle and they've got music playing and I'm listening. Like what a song that is like uh, that's half right or it's all wrong or whatever it is, but you're, you're analyzing it. Um, You're watching a film and uh, you just start paying attention to things. One of the, one of the things that uh, has helped students along the way, as we've talked about this is something that Tolkien said in uh, regarding novels and narratives. Tolkien said basically that every narrative, uh, every fantasy story, um, he was talking about fantasy in this particular article, 
um, or essay has like six features and every feature is an echo of the gospel. Uh, we want love without parting. We want, uh, no death. We, we want, um, uh, good triumphing over evil. Uh, and he goes through this whole list of what we, what we want and, uh, what we see in these, these stories. Right. And Tolkien basically said, and Lewis says this as well, because he called Christianity the true myth, that every mythological story, every fantasy uh, is, is but a shadow of the true story of the whole world. And so if you operate with this idea that there is a lot in culture that have echoes of the gospel narrative um, and we're just out there detecting pieces of it. Why is it that people love these these stories? Why do they love Star Wars so much? You know, why do they why do they love superheroes so much? We could go on and on and on. Um, there's something about us that uh, that you can observe in in humanity that uh, uh, helps us learn. You know, it's really less about learning culture, I would say, and learning people. It's it's about learning uh, again where their interests are, where their where their heart is. Uh, and, and helping people see that it is the gospel that is the only solution for these deep cries of the human heart. Instead of a lightning round, here at the end, I'd like to ask you a little bit about Grimke Seminary as it has a heartbeat of contextualization. But yeah, we're just trying to train and equip guys uh, to think uh, about pastoral ministry well uh, and to think about culture well. Um, there is uh, every, every class is taught by a current pastor. So it's it's a very practical school in that regard, um, and so they're learning from practitioners. It's pastors training pastors. Um, this in no way means you can't go to another school or that we don't need professors. It, it is more of for us and some some of our students a finishing school. It's it's them getting a lot of things that um, maybe their foundational level Bible college or seminary um, wasn't able to give them for whatever reason or they've been out of school for so long, they want a refresher, they want some continuing education. And so um, in, in, in a very unique model that we've put together, they can come in and, and continue to grow and learn and, and sharpen their skills. Um, so that's, that's a bit about the school. All right, Dr. Marita, thank you very much for joining us today on the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. You got it, man, thanks. Thank you for listening to the Verse by Verse Preaching Podcast. You can find us online at goversebyverse.com.